Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Jesus said it. Are you doing it? He commanded it. Are you being obedient? It makes a huge difference, but it gets very little attention. Churches need it, but only most cults are doing it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Discipleship. The way to multiply the message of Jesus is by feeding one life into another. We feed everything we know about Jesus and all that we've experienced, and we transfer that knowledge over time to a willing recipient. Are you a willing recipient? Have you ever been discipled? We have to be one in order to make one. The good news is my new friend Chad Hood has developed a discipleship method that's easy to use, and it's called Go Disciple. And today we're going to find out how each one of us can become a disciple maker. Chad Hood, welcome to I Work For Him. Let's talk how this very the very term, which is really not understood very well by the church today, this term, which in some ways is understood by many of the enemies of Jesus, is not really embraced by many Christ followers. But let me just ask you this question as we get started. As you and I have gotten to know each other, how does the I work for him message resonate with you? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I was working back through some of your podcasts and and just listening to some of these um, men and women talk about what God's doing in their life. And I think here's what really excites me about what you're doing is that it's real people living out their faith in the workplace. You know, they really take that sense of as you're going, make disciples, literally. And so I think for me, that is one of the most exciting things you guys are doing. Chad, how did the Lord lay on your heart the desire for discipleship? Yeah, you know, um, as a young guy, I grew up in the church. Um, You know, I have a similar testimony as a number of people, you know, walked away from the Lord um, in those college years a little bit and really just got into a great church. And they were intentional about spending time with you as a person, you know, getting to know you. And know where you are, but also see a greater vision for your life in Christ. And I think that what word you said a few minutes ago is intentionality. That is a big deal because I was around some people who were very intentional, and it really just got me started and um, thinking in those terms. And to see the impact in my own life, wow, I'm going to go give that away. If that impacted me that much, that's what God's calling me to. And so that's well, talk about. But talk about that that impact, though, Chad. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you, you said that it's that it made such a big impact on your life, and I could say the same thing for me. I mean, if I hadn't been discipled as a 16-year-old, I wouldn't be here today. How did discipleship make an impact on your life? Well, you know, it didn't excuse where I was, but it also didn't judge me at that moment. You know, these men, and there were women involved, too, saw where I was in life, and they were they helped me to make sense of what was going on in my own heart at that time but also to show me this love and this relationship that was so beautiful and really pointing me to Jesus you know 
what what he had for me and just he just to give you a grand picture of hey god can use you as well you know and i think that really lit lit my fire um seeing something greater than just myself well and i think a lot of christ followers don't think that they really have anything to offer anybody else and so they think well i couldn't possibly be a disciple but i think part of your 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 tagline be one make one that that's part of the issue we all need to be discipled and then to pass it on and make disciples right yeah absolutely you know that you make a great point there you know when it comes to this whole idea of making disciples um i think a lot of times in the church we want to program that and some programming is not bad in itself um but it's really about walking alongside people and helping them to grow and you know when you've been around leaders or even church leaders who've never been discipled you see this just it's like this chasm um in the kingdom almost that we're just missing something so big um but on one hand it's big but on the other hand it's so simple yeah. well, well you you just said it there don't most churches already have a discipleship program yeah you know we do you know i'm on staff at a church um just celebrated 17 years yesterday um, which is unbelievable to be at one church that long. Um, and I'm not that old. So, <laughs> well, good. <laughs> so, you know, we do have those in the church. We do have these, these programs. Um, but what I see oftentimes is there's no connection or direction in an intentional disciple-making format. You know, we've got these Bible classes where we learn a little more theology or we learn about the book of Luke or, you know, and those things, and they're great in and of themselves. But where are we leading people in their own personal journey to be a disciple, right? And so I think we disconnect sometimes and we think just knowledge um, is the discipleship experience, you know, or maybe the experience is alone, but it's, it's both together headed in a very specific direction of following Jesus. We've got a guest on the line that wants, they, they called in to share their testimony of how the Go Disciple program is impacting their lives and then impacting the lives of others as they disciple. John Fouché, welcome to I Work For Him. How did you first hear about the Go Disciple program? Yeah, a friend of mine uh, named Ron Tudor had uh, kind of said, you got to do this, you got to do this. And, and uh, finally, I, I got to a point with my work, with my business, I was like, all right, uh, I need some help. <laughs> Lord knows I need some help. And so uh, he he walked me through it and, and signed up, and I was really thankful for it, for sure. So what was your biggest struggle as you went through the Go Disciple training? Well, you know, I mean, like y'all just mentioned, uh, 40 Days of Surrender book. I mean, it's just surrender, you know. And uh, and, and I didn't realize, you know, I just, I'm kind of a strong-willed, kind of driven um, uh, person that always have my foot on the grass. And just to stop and really open myself up to God, it just was, it was just really, really helpful for me, very impactful. But that 40 days of surrender is not just any old surrender. You know, Chad asked some very specific things for you to give up something very specifically during that 40 days. What, what were you asked to give up? 
Well, I mean, you know, we do a 40-day fast that goes with that, you know, like you're describing here. Uh-huh. And, uh, and my 40-day fast uh, had to do with uh, just food in general because I was kind of going to food, so it kind of fit naturally with the food. Um, but I, um, I really, I think below that was trying to just feed myself more than just physically just trying to take care of my own needs and drive my way to the where it's supposed to be. So it really was a open yourself up, take it out of gear, um, get in neutral and just allow God to take you where he wants to go. So when you look at the the end game, the the impact that Go Disciples already made on your life, John Fouché, how describe that for our audience. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, you know, just having friends that we've maintained those friendships uh, helped me really just continue to turn to the Lord. It's been really good. It was interesting into the fact about day 10 and into 10 days of really going through it. I was just talking to my wife one night about one aspect of my business as a personality uh, tool, and I was like, you know, I just wonder why I'm not doing more with that. And then all of a sudden, just over the next few days, I'm like, I just started getting the sense that I'm supposed to. And so what's interesting about the impact of it is that turned into an Christian guarantee. This for everybody that listens to this or goes through that. But this, that turned into a whole side, actually a separate business with investors and all that. That It was almost like God was saying, hey, I've been trying to get your attention. And now that you're really listening, I have some things to tell you. Um, about yourself, more importantly, but also about your business and your work. And and uh, and sure enough, we're in the middle of building out this big online personality uh, assessment with investors and all that. That really came about um, just more, not so much to go disciple, but just opening myself up to God using God to go disciple. Sure, Chad, I, I love that answer. Why not? Why wouldn't you go through this? Right. Yet, yet so many Christ followers, they don't even really know what it means to be discipled. Why don't you just describe, using your own words, what it really means to be discipled? Right. You know, I think John was correct in, that you've got to get to a place in your own heart where, you know, you're open and you're you're willing. You're, you recognize the need, I guess. And, you know, we begin with a basic tenet, and, you know, because Jesus said, if any man desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And we always begin with a miracle of desire. That, you know, at the right time, people that I talk to or um, that I've come in contact with, they may not go through it right now, but sometime down the road, it'll be the right time. And so it just, I've had to learn to rest and just trust God in that and for God to do that work in their life and for, you know, not to push it, um, not to, you know, make people feel guilty or whatever, because that's not what it's about anyway. You know, it's about really a desire to follow the Lord. And um, when you're open to that, I promise you God will lead you to the right places. Well, and you said at the beginning that, you know, when you were getting discipled, that, that they didn't excuse where you were, but they didn't judge where you were either, and that that's that right. was really important. All right, we've got another one. We've got another person that's gone through your program that's called in today to share. Uh, Clay Burgess, welcome to I Work For Him. As you went through the Go Disciple training program, as you were discipled, what was the what was the biggest struggle going through that program? What was the toughest thing that you had to deal with that was a struggle for you? Yeah, uh, yeah. From the beginning, you know, Chad, you know, I was comfortable with that there was a system and there was a process and then there was a plan. But part of the 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 uncertain was 
okay, this this fast and asking God, you know, this is the challenge that Chad gave us to ask, ask God to expose you in any sin with the idea that, you know, sin is a barrier between you and God, and that's going to adversely affect your relationship with Him and your ability to grow and be more and more like Christ. So, you know, walking into it, I, w- I was arrogant enough to think, well, this won't be any problem. I don't have any sin to hide. And you start the, this fast process, and it was within seconds. God just started touching me and touching me and touching me and saying, you're wrong here. This is a problem there. Uh, you, you fear man more than me here. You grumble and complain too much, which, is, you're, you're, which reveals that you don't trust me. You don't think that I'm sovereign and faithful and in control over these circumstances in your life. And for me, you know, to answer the question that John asked at the earlier, he's like, why wouldn't you? Well, if you want to remain a comfortable, passive Christian, don't do this, because this digs up some stuff that you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to decide one way or another, do I want to go deeper, or do I want to back off altogether? Uh, because it gets messy and, and personal. And, it, you know, it was through some tears and some personal conversations with Chad on the side, like, help me to walk. Why are we doing this again? And how do I navigate this? So it, it was, you know, that, that, that part was extremely brutal for me, the realization that I thought I was okay, but through this process of discipleship and fasting of sin being exposed, and so that's what, never comfortable. Let's talk about that fast, because uh, John Fouché also talked about that fast. What, when you fasted that 40 days that Chad had challenged you to fast, mm-hmm. we're not talking about fasting from all food and water for 40 days. What did you yeah. fast from for those 40 days? Yeah, for me, it, it was media and, you know, all things electronic other than what you was essential for work. So, like, you would pull away from, from TV, from Facebook, Twitter, you know, all of those kind of things, social media for that period of time and, and replace those times with time to reflect and to pray. So for me, you know, it was really unplugging from, you know, always being on your phone or on your computer. And, and how did you do with that? <laughs> well, you know, it was tough at first, but, you know, eventually I kind of liked it. It's nice being unplugged. Well, Faison, now do you go by Faye or do you go by Faison? Faison. Faison, very good. Thank you very much for calling into I Work for him today. Why don't you talk about how you first heard about the Go Disciple program? Well, I first heard about it at my church. I knew that there was this class called Go Disciple, and um, I, I stand in awe of God because I just sauntered into that class thinking, well, I'll check this out. And what I later found out was that God was checking me out. And that miracle of desire, as Chad has mentioned, I just knew when I walked into that first class that God had heard my heart cry. He had seen me. He was there for me. And that this was his work that he wanted to do in me through Go Disciple. Chad, do you know the... We're talking with Chad Hood today from Go Disciple, GoDisciple.org. Chad, do you know the statistics on how many Christ followers really actually have been discipled? Well, I know our numbers generally. And what we're finding, and this this goes along with pastors as well, okay, and church leaders, that it's way up into the 80% who have never had anybody personally walk with them for any length of time talking about taking our faith to work we're talking about connecting what we hear on sunday with what we do in our nine to five and when we have the opportunity to invest our lives in somebody to disciple somebody at our workplace that's quite a privilege talk to us about what's going on 
Well, for me, I'm in, I'm working in a nonprofit, and um, I, I have I have I feel free, um, have felt free because it, it's a Christian base. But in listening to where people are, just in the break room, or if someone comes up to my um, nursing room and they just talk to me, I, the, Chad sensitized me um, as to you know who might it be in your sphere of influence that God would have you um, disciple. And so, sure enough, I, um, I made that a matter of prayer, and it was just a young volunteer um, that came in, and we um, would sometimes discuss things and questions about God, the Bible, and the truth. And so out of that came an every morning uh, meeting, every once a week, we would go to work early, and um, I would have an hour with her. Um, um, we together went through 40 Days Surrender as a read, and she would come with questions. And um, I think one thing I'd love to say is this. It's not that I've arrived. I love Paul in Philippians saying, not that I've attained or I've apprehended all this stuff, but together we look at what the Bible says and, um, and are honest in our quest to know Him. So, Chad, here's the question. You know, I read through the whole Go Disciple, and, I, and it's one of those ones where I was just amazed. I'm like, wow, how did my – the guy that discipled me was in college when I was in high school, and he, and he hit it all. But you say some pretty nasty things in this Go Disciple book. Disobedience, repentance, surrender, sacrifice. What else do you got in there? That's some pretty tough concepts. Yeah, you know, a lot of times we want to steer away um, because we feel like it's going to hurt people or it's going to be hard to speak about some of these terms. And and first and foremost, you don't ever want to speak in those terms outside of a gracious heart. But is it not the goodness of God that leads us to repentance? And if we're never confronted with where we are as an individual um, before God, or, or then what can really change? And, you know, through this process, we do use that Luke 9.23 of you know, denying yourself, taking up your cross, and follow Christ. But the good news is, is that God just does not tell us what to do. He shows us what it looks like. And so for him, the ultimate act of self-denial, I believe, was the garden, you know, where he came to that moment. And he asked for another way, and he asked three times, but he said one key word, and it was the word nevertheless. Mm-hmm. And the word just simply means I want something greater. And he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And so bringing people to those places, it may sound hard up front, but it's actually the path to freedom. Right. I wrote about that today in our blog, and that's really what what salvation in Jesus is all about. Even when you mention terms like uh, disobedience, repentance, surrender, and sacrifice, it's all about freedom. That's right. It's all about freedom, which is what the law was in the Old Testament. It was to give them freedom under the law but they didn't understand that but that's what jesus jesus died to set us free didn't he that's you know this is the whole point right you know he shows us what self-denial looks like in the garden he shows us what it would look like to live a life of surrender and sacrifice when he took up his cross and so then what is the follow me the follow me is what comes after the crucifixion and it's called the resurrection we listen to your I Work for Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field where I do discipleship, but ultimately, I work for Him. Thank you for listening to the I Work for Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content 
when you sign up for our blog at iworkforhim.com or follow us on social media at iworkforhim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at iWorkForHim and online, iWorkForHim.com.